Welcome to Stillness in the Storms, the podcast that helps you through the most difficult times in life to give you a little inner peace when you have it least and you need it most. I'm Stephen Webb, your host, and this podcast is all about dealing with change. When things go terribly wrong, when things happen unexpectedly, like when someone dumps you, or when you lose your job, or perhaps you break your neck like I did and end up severely paralysed. I remember when I, I was 18 when I broke my neck and I was having a good summer. The, the year did not start off that brilliant for me but by the end of the summer things started working out and I was starting to have a bit of fun, starting to enjoy my life again and I went swimming one evening and climbed up on the wall, walked along the top of the wall and I dived in. And in that moment, my life had completely changed. I broke my neck and ended up paralyzed from just below the shoulders with limited arm movement and my fingers and my thumbs are completely paralyzed and I cannot feel them either. So that was a huge change in my life. And I often say it was a gift of no choice because if someone had come and said to me, well, look, we'll give you a more deep, meaningful life. We'll make you more grateful for what you got in life, but we have to paralyze you and put you in an electric wheelchair to do it. I would have gone, no, you go away. That's not very nice. <laughs> it's not very nice. <laughs> I, I, I think I would have been a little less politer than that, but I, I would not have taken that choice. Under no circumstances will I have taken that choice. But yet, life threw it at me. And once it was there, where's the gift? What can I do with it? And I think I had a wonderful gift of 12 months in a rehab center in a hospital. And I had to really think about what my life meant, especially in the first three, four, five months lying in bed in hospital. The first three months, I never got out of bed at all. And after that, it was only up for a little bit each day. It really does give you the time to reflect on life a lot. It's like that time in the cave. And we only had four channels at the time. And, you know, at the time, I remember, who was it went to number one? Um, Brian Adams. Everything I do, I do it for you. It was number one for like the first four months of me breaking my neck. That was harsh. Every Top of the Pops, every radio was playing the same tune. That was harsh. Thanks, Brian, for that one. And then shortly after that, Freddie Mercury died. So that was tough as well because everything was Queen. And I didn't mind Queen, but by the time I came out of hospital, I could not hear another Brian Adams song or another Queen song again. We did not have the variety. I had like five CDs that I could play on my CD player. I had the main channels, so i become a big Neighbours fan and Home and Away fan. But essentially, I spent a lot of time, I guess, really in solitude of my own mind, of my own life. And I didn't spend an awful lot of time focusing on what I'd lost. I, I focused a lot of time on how I can solve the problem. And it wasn't about solving the problem of how do I fix my neck. It was how do I live in this way 
and still do the things I like to do. And I, uh, I was somebody that was very much, I was stubborn, stubborn and persistent. I don't like to be told what to do or I don't like to conform to the normal. And I remember one day when I was out of bed and at this time they were still feeding me. So they would bring around the plate of food. I would sit there and they would put in a couple of mouthfuls and they would get called away and they would come back and give another couple of mouthfuls. Nothing against the staff. They were so busy and stacked. And that was fine. I was okay with that because it also meant I did not have to rush chewing my food. There's nothing worse than sitting there and having to chew your chip really, really quickly. Well, there is worse things. There's way worse things like Marmite and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's not nice having to rush your food when you've got someone you know has a lot of other things to do and they're waiting there with the next mouthful on their fork. And the occupational therapist wanted to, the next week, give me like a, a tool device that went into my hand that would enable me to eat. And this is what tetraplegics had. Um, tetraplegic is like the English word for quadriplegic which basically means our arms and legs are affected. All four limbs are affected. So that's the only difference. Uh, a paraplegic is just waist down, really. It's a lot more technical than that. You've got complete, incomplete, and all the other things. But essentially, I'm a tetraplegic forward slash quadriplegic. So I use those words interchangeably. They both mean exactly the same thing. So... The OT would be used to working with tetraplegics of a C5 complete, which was my level, which basically means from the fifth cervical bone down, all the nerves that come out of the spinal cord at that point has no contact with the rest of the body. So if my brain sends a signal down to my thumb to bend, my thumb just does not get the signal because the nerve that goes to my thumb was below where I broke. So the OTs would know that, right, they've got a paralyzed hand. This is what we normally do. So they would put like some kind of device in a strap and you would be able to eat. Well, A, I did not want to wait till next week because I was sitting there looking at a plate of chips and I was thinking, all I have to do is get those chips to my mouth. You know, I think it was like two sausages and chips on the plate and there was a bit of sauce. You know, this was a hospital. There was no beans now. And I will say the food was good. Because we were in there permanent, we could always, if we didn't like any of the menu, we could say, ah, oh, can we have um, scrambled egg on toast? Can we have chips and beans? And we always got what we wanted. may not always be, it may not always resemble what we ordered, but it kind of looked like what we wanted, you know. <laughs> um, but that's a whole different story. That's just, you know, mass catering, isn't it? But... I just had to get these chips to my mind, to my to my mind, to my mouth, and I picked up one with both hands, and I leant forward, and I stretched my neck forward as much as I could because I was wearing this big thick collar on my neck, so I couldn't move much, and it was like this delicate balance between this chip and I'm tearing up a bit now. It's like quite emotional when I did it. And this chip was getting closer to my mouth and I put it in my mouth. And just as I got it in my mouth, it felt like it took about two minutes to do it. 
and there was a big cheer at the nurses station and all that because they were doing other things but they stopped and watched me attempt this about four times well as soon as i got it in my mouth once that was it i was away the rest of the chips and the sausage was at that way the next day or the next day after that i said to one of the nurses i said well what if i just shove the fork through my fingers yeah but that's not how they do it they'll give you a tool to do it on monday i said yeah but what if i'm out and i suddenly want some chips i want to be able to use a normal fork so let's work out how i can use a normal fork in my hand to eat no that's not the way we do things that's not the way tetraplegics eat i was like yeah but that's the way i want to eat okay <laughs> so at some point over the next few hours or days i worked out how to put the fork in through my hand and i could eat and i still eat to this to same way that to this day now i don't like having the need to rely on tools and implements and all these things i i do at home of course and this is why i love alexa and hopefully she won't talk back moment of silence no she hasn't she doesn't listen to me very often anymore i think i've upset her or something it's like for a long time she used to listen even if i just thought it now she doesn't anymore I think, yeah, perhaps I'm upset. Perhaps we're in a relationship now. <laughs> that That's what it's come to. <laughs> you know, the relationship degraded to the point that she no longer listens most of the day. Um. Anyway, I digress. Let's get back. Where was I? But we're talking about change and how do we adapt to change? Well, I adapt because I'm, I'm partly stubborn and that is not always a good thing because when it, meant moving from my manual wheelchair to my electric wheelchair which happened about 18 months after i come home i refused it and refused it wasn't interested the ot's and my friends and all that would say yeah but it would be so much easier and all that you'd have your independence i said yeah but i'm not that disabled well you kind of are but no one would actually say that to me no one would be honest with me and say fuck sake, stevie you know swallow your pride you know I know loads of people in wheelchairs, electric wheelchairs, the same level as you, and they're off doing loads of things in life. It's like, yeah. And so I would sit in the front room for weeks just in my manual chair and not pushing around the house because any kind of anything that was in the way, just like, I don't know, just the grip between the doors, the thresholds, that stopped me, you know. That's, that's why I didn't conquer the world. Threshold, door thresholds. <laughs> but I, I digress, let's go back. So I eventually given in and I eventually said, yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's um, go for an electric wheelchair. I tried a few and then that was it, I was gone. And to this day, I'm on the council, I go to and fro things. I used to go to and fro town, I do other things. I do so much independently of my carers i have 24-hour care because of the life-threatening condition i have i don't have 24-hour care because i need someone holding my hand 24 hours a day and plus if they're around me all the time it would do my head in i it's like my own shadow does my head in and that tends to stay with me so how do we deal with change when it happens well i put together a few things that i think we should deal with change and the first thing is, and this is the most important one of all, you know, remember the alternative is not always better. 
remember the alternative is not always better. We tend to see the alternative through rose-tinted glasses. Like as if, if this hadn't happened, this would have been so much better. My life would have been better. People say to me, well, if you weren't, if you hadn't broke your neck, you'd have been really successful. I'm like, how do you know? I was a real jerk before I broke my neck. And I was still a jerk. Well, I still am, okay. Let's rewind a little bit. Um, I might have, like, killed myself in a car because I was driving like an idiot. I thought I was the world's best driver, yet I'd only been driving a few months. You know, I, I might have ended up killing somebody else in the car. We don't know the alternative. And this is really important. So stop looking at the alternative that if you got there on time or you weren't stuck in the traffic jam or we hadn't been poorly or we hadn't or we hadn't lost our jobs or things like that. Um, the alternative, you, you know, you might have lost a job. You might have lost your partner. You might have ended up single. You, all of those things might have happened. But you don't know if you stayed with them, you might have been ended up a lot more miserable. Or if you stayed in that job, you might have ended up a lot more miserable or something worse happened. You don't actually know. So that's the first one. Remember the alternative is not always better. And the second one is focus on what you do have. You still have something. When I was lying in bed, I still had my eyes. I still was able to eat. I was still able to enjoy life. There was much I could enjoy. I could either focus on what I couldn't do or focus on what I could do. And that was really, really huge to me to focus on what I could do. Focus on what you do still have. That's gratitude, living with gratitude. And I talk about that a lot on my podcast and on my um, YouTube videos. Recognize that you could not have done anything different. And this is important as well. We often go, well, if I'd only done this or if I'd only done that, what if I didn't go to that swimming pool that night? Well, you can change it for one. There's no, nobody's got a time machine. Nobody can go back and change these things. And we always do the best we can with the knowledge and experience we have at the time. Yes, it may have been a mistake. Yes, we may have done something stupid. But at the time, it was still your best with what you had at the time. Maybe you were tired. Maybe you knew you shouldn't have stayed up late and you shouldn't have made that mistake. Maybe you shouldn't have said that to your boss. Maybe you shouldn't have had the argument and thrown back at your partner a few choice words. But you still did the best you knew how at the time. You can't change it. You cannot change it. So recognize that you could not have done anything different. Take a little time out. Uh, and I mean this really, this is really quite important. I had the gift of lying in bed. That was my time out. Now then, if I broke my neck and they wired me up and they got me back and I was in a wheelchair within two days, do you think I'd have been ready? Do you think I would have been mentally ready? Physically, my body would have had all the muscles of an able-bodied person, yet I was stuck in a wheelchair. I would have had a lot of um, fading away to the, I can't think of the other word, muscle fatigue and... I would have had so many other problems my body would have had to go through and not climatize to the new, the new life I was going to live. So that time out, that recouping, that, that time from my mental ability and my heart and my life to 
for me to take a valuation of my life. So you may not need 12 months in bed. So <laughs> I'm not saying lie in bed for the next 12 months. And I'm saying take some, take a little time out and be angry, be mad, grief, be upset, whatever you want to do. But give it some time. So, so say if you lose someone, say, look, I'm going to grieve and I'm going to grieve for two weeks. And say to your friends, look, I'm going to grieve for two weeks. Let me grieve. And then after that, I will sort my life out. But put a time frame on it. You might need two days. You might need two weeks. Be angry for two weeks, whatever. Honestly, put a little time on it. You know, there's nothing wrong with anger, grief, shame, all those other things that come with massive change in life. But it's really important that we don't stay there. And that's what the main thing is. Don't stay there. Be those things, take time out, but don't stay there. And that's my, just to recap, don't look at the alternative as something that's better. Focus on what you do have. Recognize that you could not do any different. And take a little time out to be angry or grieve. You know, and then your cope would change. And if you recognize these as tools in your box, you won't fear change. You won't fear something that's going to sideswipe you at 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Because, look, it will. Things will go wrong in your life. They've gone wrong many times in the past and you dealt with them. We shouldn't be frightened of change. We shouldn't be frightened of those sideswipes. We should be ready and able to deal with them. So that's my podcast for this week. Thank you for joining me. And hopefully I help you to, to prepare you and to help you through any difficulties that you might be going through at the moment. Um, I'm Stephen Webb and clearly I'm your host of Stillness in the Storms podcast. <laughs> I'm here and thank you for spending this time with me. If you can review this podcast or if you can support me in what I do, or become a patron. That'd be amazing if you become a patron. I want to say thank you to Clint, Cheryl, Maureen, and Yvonne for being my first four patrons. You can head over to my website, stephenwebb.com. At the top, you've got a donate or a patron if you can help in any way. So take care, guys. Thank you. And the website, stephenwebb.com. Mm-hmm.